welcome to the Till Death Do Us Watch podcast, where a married couple talks about TV. My name is May, and with me is... I'm husband John. Hello, husband John. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. I like saying that because it makes me feel like I'm brother John. From oh! That, from that nursery rhyme that Dexter sings <laughs> to the kids. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. In that one season, it's all coming back around. It's all coming together. I have so much Dexter knowledge in my brain. Oh yeah? And nowhere to put it. So I am very happy to have this podcast. Oh good. I am glad too. May. Yeah. I'm just cutting you off. How dare Uh, you? We need to celebrate. We do. We are at the end of season four. Something that I know you and I weren't sure we were even going to get to. No, we weren't. <laughs> but talk about this. We are halfway through this series. What? We've done 48 episodes. We're exactly halfway until whatever season nine is, what which I think is 10. But yay, we're doing it. Wow. Dude, that's huge. It is. We're pretty cool. Oh, my God. And guys, thank you so much for being there with us. Yeah. We've been having so much fun with season four. And I think, personally, this podcast has gotten leagues better than the pilot episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're tuning into this season, if, if you've uh, listened up through till now, or if you're just jumping in because this is the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I highly recommend you guys keep listening. Yeah. Seasons one through four were really good, but five through eight are a bit more fun from yes. a standpoint of reviewing and having fun and trying to figure out what's going on. Absolutely. So, oh, guys, we're going to have lots of fun yeah. with, with the upcoming seasons. We're, we're going to have fun just kind of poking a little bit of fun, but also just bathing in the the wonderful character. Sure. But I would say <laughs> character that, development. That <laughs> of course, I would say that seasons one through four was a lot of us going, wow, isn't that great? And I think that yeah. seasons five through eight will be a bit more uh, podcasty, shall we say. Yes, It'll be for fun. sure. Yeah, and again, all of this is out of fun. We fucking love Dexter. We wouldn't be doing a podcast if we didn't obviously enjoy it Clearly, down to our yeah. core. But, ooh, it's going to give us a fun way to vent about season th- five through eight. We have really been looking for a good outlet to vent yeah. <laughs> about well, the last, this, yeah, the second half of the series of yeah. Dexter. And I am super excited to do that with you guys. It's yes. going to be so much fun. But this is the episode, so let's dive on in. Holy shit. Yes, let's dive on in. And before we officially dive on in, just to, you know, if you are jumping into this episode for some reason... Yes, hi, hello. We like to watch TV and talk about it. We're re-watching Dexter in preparation for season nine. So that's that's where we're at. Finale of season four, let's go. Thank you. I was really excited and I forgot we didn't say shit about what we were or who we are. So thank you. They don't even know who we are. That's okay. I prefer it that way, if I'm honest. Point is, let's dive on in oh let's do it this is the getaway with the getaway season four episode 12 finale Ooh, so, strap in we start right back where we left off with arthur and dexter smack dab in the middle of miami metro and uh well it wouldn't be a season four episode if dexter didn't start off with him realizing and basking and bucketfuls of guilt yeah just all the guilt <laughs> this is it every episode this season has been like God, I sure feel guilty about that thing I just did or didn't do. Right? So, of course. Immediately, immediately it starts off with, what the hell have I done? Well, I will say, though, that I'm with him this time because although he is going through the normal guilt routine, this time, however, the guilt is focused in how in danger everyone and everything is now. Yeah. Because Trinity knows his name. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 Dexter even like, oh God, he could find my family. Oh my God, Dexter. Well, I love, I love Trinity walking around kind of without a care in the world, and I feel Arthur personally is being very, very cool about everything here, offering to let things go if Dex just fucks off. Oh yeah, he's like, I don't give a fuck about who you are or how you die or anything. Just leave and we'll be fine. And yes. that's really pretty cool of Arthur. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little I, bit. 
I do love what, what he says where he's like, you're like an annoying ghost. Yes. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. And you know what? Especially when you do look back at Kyle Butler's presence yes. in Arthur Mitchell's life. Yeah. Of course that dude was just a fucking annoying little whiny little bitch. He's like <laughs> if Jacob Marley from A Christmas Carol. Yeah was haunting Scrooge before they became friends. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck do you want? He's just like, ah, you'll hold these chains, Trinity killer, for the rest of your life. <laughs> well, here's the issue. We will be calling him Arthur. We will be calling him Trinity. And we will be calling him Quaternity. Yes. Just to say, if you don't remember or didn't listen, that is Trinity's real name. Because of the 30 years of boys in those bags. That's right. Changing the kill count to a four-person kill cycle. Correct. So I'd like to point out just how fucking tall Quaternity (laughs) is. He's like a mountain, this guy. Good Lord. He is so tall. And you know, we have mentioned before in this podcast that I I am a a small person. I'm a short person. I have compared myself to a hobbit. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel around just normal height people. Well, that's how we met. I was out in New Zealand wilderness and I saw this tiny little thing, this yeah. fragile little thing pop her head out from the leaves. And that's right. Yeah. I <laughs> and took I was her like, home. Wait, do you think you're going? Yeah. To be fair, I did take you home, but I thought you were going to be like an Oompa Loompa to my Willy Wonka. <laughs> and that is not what happened. Um. No, spoiler alert, we Willy, got married. Willy Wonka did not marry Oompa Loompa number one. <laughs> Although I like to think that he secretly did. Well, then that means they're all his children and it's a worse movie because of it. <laughs> and just to be clear, we're going over the Gene Wilder one, even though the Johnny Depp one did show him get the Oompa Loompas and the Gene Wilder That's didn't. Right. But yes. we all know where our priorities are at. Oh, we do. So I love the line, you should give up vigilantism. You're not very good at it. Oh, my God. Excuse me, sir. I have a box so full of blood that would totally disagree. Oh. And that's not, that's not even my first blood box. So don't you tell me I wouldn't be good at vigilantism. I already had a name picked out. Ooh. And like a costume, kind of. Yeah. To be fair, he does practically have a bat cave as well with that secret storage container. Uh, yes, he does. Point is, Trinity doesn't even know. He doesn't even know. There is a whole comic book series called The Dark Defender, and that is all about how good of a vigilante Dexter is, so shut up. Yeah, and it's it's based off of his face. That's right. We made sure <laughs> of that. They, they saw his face and put it in the comic somehow. Somehow, yeah. Look, I love Dexter shaking Trinity's hand here. It's like begrudgingly and kind of like humiliating. Oh my God. Fucking love it. But uh, Arthur... Says hello and goodbye using Dexter's full name. And personally, I like to think it isn't him being intimidating. Mm-hmm. It's him frantically being old and trying to not to forget the name until he gets to a pad and paper. Yeah. <laughs> so just because, you know. Dexter Morgan. Well, Dexter I, Morgan. My thinking is he's a high school teacher. So you yeah. think he'd be good at names. But he's also a high school teacher serial killer, which yeah. means he could call like a kid Jacobs as an insult because that's not his name. You know, he's that type of guy. So, oh, he absolutely is. He is absolutely that very strict high school teacher. And I, I do feel like almost he's the type that would correct you if he called you by a name. And he's like, you're like, that's not my name. And he's like, answer the question. Like, he doesn't give a shit. Exactly. So I like the idea of, of Arthur leaving and being like, goodbye, Dudley Gordon. <laughs> and you're like, that's not... Okay, just let it be. Don't don't correct him. It's yeah, fine. Right. He's old. <laughs> this is great. He killed, at the end of the episode, he kills Dita instead. Oh, God! Whoever was Dudley's wife. Yeah, yeah! Dita Gordon. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, that could be fun. Well, look, Dex is pissed, and he grabs some M99 from his desk, which is nice to know he's always prepared. Yeah, in just the back of his own filing cabinet. Mm-hmm. And this will be known as Desk 99 from here on out. Hey! But he hurries to follow Trinity. However, he bumps into Quinn, who's having Christine Hill issues, and they butt heads until Dexter lays him out. Yeah, until he butts his butt on the butt. 
Yep. <laughs> That's what we call it. We call it a parking butt. That's where we butt our cars. That's right. Well, I love when Quinn accuses Dex of chasing tail and Dex's response of like, you do not want to question my loyalty to my family, Quinn. Not today. Oh, Just my God. seriously, like this is the last thing I need. Right. And look, I fully get where Quinn is coming from. Of course. Of course we do. Like, yeah, we've seen him. He's in an extremely desperate situation mm-hmm. right now. And for all he knows, it it's just the weird no. lab rat. Yeah, we see it. It's that he's shirking off work for, for humps instead yeah. of doing his job. We, we see it from Quinn's point of view. The problem is, is that Quinn is angry. And he tries to keep up when Dexter pushes him down mm-hmm. on his butt to the butt. But mm-hmm. his giant fucking shirt gets caught in a gust of wind and he blows away because he's wearing the biggest shirt he always does i don't get it i don't understand the style but you're right the style kept him from keeping up with dexter nope it was the gust of wind that caught (laughs) the giant flaps of excess fabric and he flew to connecticut you just see quinn in the in the sky just Dex speeds off to catch up to the already driven off Arthur, which I do like that Arthur drives a van. I don't know if we've ever really talked about it, but it's a really creepy vehicle for someone who doesn't need it. There's no extra seats in the back for the kids. No. Well, it's it's clearly his four walls built van. I understand needing that space to, I guess... He sometimes carries lumber. Sure. But we've never actually seen him carry lumber. We have a little bit when he built his coffin. But yes, oh, you're that right. was not for four walls. So you're right. Yeah. Um, I'd also really like to clarify here that when I say Arthur, I do in fact mean the adult John Lithgian Arthur, not the tiny baby boy <laughs> Scott from last episode who was also oh. called, called Arthur. Thank you for clarifying. You know, all of this time when you're like, he's so tall, he's so tall. I mean, I guess for a 10-year-old, Arthur's pretty tall. Harry being in the back seat feels like it's for some artistic reason that Dex can't see Harry, but he can hear him because he's driving. I call bullshit, what? and I'm going to test this out. No, it's a weird place for Harry to sit, regardless if he's dead or not. So I'm going to test this. I'm going to take my dad out to lunch tomorrow. And when I pick him up, I'm going to put him, I'm going to say, you can sit directly behind me or not at all. (laughs) And guess what? It's going to get weird. It's going to get weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it will. I really, really like him sitting in the backseat. Me too. It's, yeah, it's Harry being the clear voice of reason, Mm -hmm. but Dexter is pushing him back so far that he is so far in the backseat. Yeah. Well, Dex is driving like a madman and vowing to follow Arthur all night when... Ring, 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 ring. Hello? Hey, Dexter. I have something important to say. Let's go on our honeymoon. Yeah, let's go on our honeymoon in like two hours? Yeah. Who does this? Like (laughs) Rita. (laughs) Especially if this was real, she'd be like, she would have had this thought before the kids were going. Yeah. Or uh, it would be in another two weeks. Also... I feel like a baby would downgrade a honeymoon to a vacation. Oh, yeah. Right? Sure. So leave Harrison with Colleen or whatever happened to... What happened to Syl? (laughs) Colleen or Syl? Right? My point is, leave the kid with someone who cares. Dex agrees to Rita's demands and then hits the side mirror of a parked vehicle. Uh Uh-oh. He follows Arthur into a parking garage and brashly decides to try to grab Arthur there. Meanwhile... Deb is in the big boy briefing room uncovering more Trinity murders based off of Christine's postcards when Angel tells her to relax about it and go home on account of that suicide from like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, seriously. Was but yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, but Batista said it in the, in the scene. It was only four hours ago. Exactly my point. Dear Lord, Deb, stop working for a second. She can't because then she gets sad. Oh, no. How dare you deal with your emotions, Deb. Jesus. You were were on her team the whole season. No, I I am absolutely on Deb's team. I think that she really just, she needs to listen to Batista and take this second. Fair enough. Well, Angel and Maria discuss the case for a moment, then immediately get sidetracked when they remember they got married six minutes ago. Yeah. And realize they have thought none of this through. They don't have 
any plans. They just got married. And she's like, do we move in together? Well, I love how everything she says is like, do you want to do this? He's like, yeah. Do you want to move in with me? He's like, yeah. Do you want to use my car? He's like, yeah. Like, I love Angel, but yeah, we kind of know LaGuerta's the more responsible one. And she's not moving to your place. Your sad sack apartment. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is that like the the really sad single dad, single room apartment? Yeah, but imagine that in that time you got divorced, stabbed, (laughs) accused of rape. You went trolling for hookers and found a really nice lady who then dumped you for some reason. Maybe kids. And then you started dating your boss and then you almost got fired for it. Slash almost thrown in prison for perjury. Yeah, like that kind of sad dad apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So Uh, look where it is house. Yeah. Yes. Well, we did say that uh, we were talking about the Kyle Butler character and how desperate and weird he was. But uh, as we've mentioned before, that's only because he was based off of Angel. Yeah. He's just like, I'm really sad and divorced. Arthur, help me. Oh, no. Well, yeah, so that they're working out. Angel is moving in with Maria because... Why not? Why not? Well, Deb, instead of taking it easy, calls Harry's CI Valerie back to open up that can of worms. Oh, boy. And by worms, I mean Harry's dirty little wieners that <gasps> he couldn't keep in his can. Or whatever this metaphor is. It's kind of... I've kind of lost it. But... <laughs> Point is, that guy needs to keep his dick in his pants. He, he does, and he didn't. Keep your dick in your pants or your dick in Doris. <laughs> How dare you? I am, I am married, sir. That's right. We haven't forgotten about Doris. Yeah. Harry did, but we didn't. All right. So back in the parking garage, Arthur returns, and Dex impressively takes Arthur down with some Desk 99, and they <gasps> hide in the van. Yeah! Right fucking there in the, par- in the big parking lot. There it is. Dex sighs in relief, saying, It's over. Then sees Arthur's wad of cash and realizes Arthur was going to leave town. Yeah. Abandoning his family. He closed his accounts and he's going to flee. That's horrifying. But hey, hey, it's Saturday. Dex realizes that's a perfect alibi. He doesn't yeah. have to do shit. He's like, oh, this is great. Right? Until he sees the mirror guy called the police and they're looking for him. Oh my God. Here's my thing. Dex should have gotten in the van and driven away. The (gasps) mirror guy later recognizes Dex when he walks up. I call foul. I rewatched the scene three times. There's no way he would have been able to identify Dex. No way. There's absolutely no way. How fast Dexter was going. Mm -hmm. My second idea is you should have weekend at Bernie's Arthur and used him string and yarn style to drive out. And you like kind of wave and Dexter's behind the pa- the driver's seat controlling him. Yeah. Would have worked. Would have worked. Yes. Oh my God. I love that. Well, Dex takes all of Arthur's shit and hides it. Then tries to use the, hey, we're a bunch of cop rows angle. But I think the sheriff's department is still really mad about the whole Ramon Prado thing. <gasps> That's because, a very good point. Uh, no. And they arrest Dex when he throws the mirror guy's phone. Uh, yes. Now, look, Dexter kind of called it upon himself when he fucking threw the guy's phone. And he did it it's so dramatically. Can I disagree a little bit? Yes. I was kind of on Dexter's side because... It was such bullshit. The mirror guy tells Dex, oh, you're caught on tape. But I guarantee that there is not a single person on this earth that could decipher those old ass flip phone footage. Yes. With their naked eye. Yes. If you NCIS did or something, sure, you could enhance. I get that. But just based off your naked eye. Hell no. Nothing there. So Dexter's like, you're an idiot. Technology isn't what it will be. And he throws the phone. <laughs> and any other sheriff in any other scenario would have been like, that's right. That's right. <laughs> this sheriff badge stands for something. That's right. And that's us making fun of mediocre technology. <laughs> Let the be a lesson. Keep your flip phones. <laughs> away. Just back in the 90s or whatever the fuck. Deb and Valerie show up at Biney's house to find out that Laura was a moser. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah, we'll and have more to talk about when we get there, but that was a wonderful callback to season one. And just that like, oh shit, <laughs> like, I didn't, Deb just, 
I did not expect to be here today. Right? It's oh, Thursday. It was- <laughs> <laughs> Just a normal Thursday. It's a Thursday in season four. What yeah, are we doing it's here? It's been a while. But uh, anyway, we'll get back to that. Oh, yes, we will. Harry asks Dex the question we have all been thinking. Why are you even here? Yes. So Dex initially blames Arthur, then admits that it wasn't because he followed the code. And he punched a cop like a fucking amateur, which I agree with Harry there. Because yes. fuck you, you're better than that. Agreed. And then we get the moment where Dex admits he needs to be the one who kills Arthur for his family. This was such a beautiful scene. Oh, yeah. Everything about it. I loved Dexter finally self-reflecting. Well, like, he needed to do that this whole fucking season. You're not wrong. And you're, you're coming in hot. I feel it. Yeah. Well, Harry blames the family for all of the fuck-ups. Yeah. And Dexter realizes at this moment that he prefers his family wife over his murder wife. <laughs> you know? He's like, Rita's yeah. pretty cool rather than that mysteriously, like, shadowy and vapored thing. Yeah, that, that like, tells me to kill. Yeah. yeah it's like that <laughs> smoke monster from Lost. If it's like, kill. Oh, like, yeah. Like, they... Okay, so you take the smoke monster from Lost and you combine it with the basilisk from Chamber of Secrets. Hey! So it's just like, kill, kill, do it now. I'm in the pipes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it exactly. Maybe that was the original pitch for Chamber of Secrets. Yes. Was that was Harry's dark passenger being coming online. And then the editor's like, no, this is for kids. And she's like, I'll put a snake in the pipes. There you go. You know? And it was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. These are originally going to, who knows? Harry Potter was originally a serial killer. Hey, this show does intersect and crossover with Ray Donovan. So don't even come oh at me. Oh my God, yes! <laughs> don't even come at me here. Ghost Harry is such a good foil for Dex. And, and in this scene in particular, this is primo Ghost Harry fucking moments here. I fucking, this is why he's here. Fuck yeah. And I do have to wonder how we got through the first two seasons without Ghost Harry and how different and fun they could have been if he were there from the beginning. I agree. I, we talked about this before. It's like in 30 Rock. He is the, the third heat to this yes. show that makes it work. But I would really do wonder if we had gotten to it earlier, you know, that could have made the, not that there was anything wrong with the first two seasons. And no. maybe you did need Dex to stand on his own. But yeah, something to think about. Yeah, I, I fully agree with that. Well, back at the precinct, Miami Metro are quickly realizing Stan Beaudry is a fake. And I really liked LaGuerta being frustrated that Matthews went to the press earlier because it's a nice callback to season one. Fuck yeah! I love it! Character development! Batista comes in like Santa Claus, (laughs) but instead of presents, he has 30 years of boys in his bag, which catches everyone else up to the quaternity realization. Yes! Oh my god, it's so good! And I love that... They figured it out themselves. Of course. Yeah. It, it's nice that Dexter isn't leaving them like, I know I just brought up the Santa thing. So like <laughs> weird like notes of like hinting. Okay. Like in season one yes. where he's calling the tip line to give Deb tips. I'm glad he's not doing that anymore. Yes. Yes. Fully agree. I also like that we finally get the, like this is the reason why Arthur has been smirking all season, right? Yeah. Because you could see him in his very John Lithgian way <laughs> of like, you think I've only been killing three people? <laughs> Isn't that cute? And the minute that he heard it from Lundy or the press or however the fuck he heard it for the first time, uh-huh. he's like, <laughs> Isn't that yeah. cute? And now you know why he's been smirking. That's right. Yeah. He's He's got laundry bags full of boys and they don't even 30, know. 30 years worth of boys in these bags. But Batista found the laundry bags. He did. He did. And LaGuerta calls Scott back to see what he knows. Scott. Back at Deb's apartment, she normal Googles and finds out Dex was a Moser as well as Laura. Oh, shit. I also noticed that the article says Laura was 27, which makes Harry being 45 at the time. Oh, God. Very nice. That's sexy. (laughs) Yeah. Later, Dex gets released. But it's to a very disappointed Rita. Yes, I absolutely love this. I love the line that he says where he's like, I can be killing people all day and not feel any guilt. But a disappointed Rita makes him feel like the scum of the earth. I love that. And Rita 
Oh, God. Uh, yeah, we'll get to it. But uh, Julie Benz is killing it. Oh. No pun intended. <gasps> Rita has noticed all of the weird behavior, including smashing the vandal light, punching the forehead, <laughs> and now cu- punching a cop? Rita doesn't approve, Dexter. Rita doesn't approve. No, but I love the way she's handling it. She is such a champ. Well, Dex attempts to explain his dark passenger, but it makes him sound crazy, which Rita also doesn't believe. But she drops him off at his car, and Dex goes to check on Arthur, but he's gone. Where the fuck did he go? Yeah, I don't know. Meanwhile, (laughs) Arthur returns home to demand everything and anything of value from his family, and he is pissed off. Oh my god, yes he is. Oh, and I, oh, it's, it breaks my heart when he breaks into the house and the mm-hmm. Mitchells are having like an actual, like, normal family moment. You say normal family moment, but they're talking about hiding prom from dad. Yes, it's, so it's a normal family moment. A normal Mitchell moment, sure. <laughs> What's interesting about this is that we've all met people who do give things away, but maybe don't always give things away. Um, sure. A lot like the, not to go to Harry Potter in this episode, but like <laughs> the goblins in Harry Potter, who they'll make some sexy goblin metalwork. Right. A crown or a sword, if you will. Uh-huh. And then they'll be like, here you go. But it's kind of, they look at it as that as people renting it. You know, so you, it's, right. in, it's interesting when you do deal with people who have different values than yours. And they're like, I gave this to you, but I didn't give this to you. And that's Arthur <gasps> in a nutshell, because he's a piece of shit. Oh, my God, he threatens to take the fillings out of Jonah's mouth. Yeah, that's going less Harry Potter goblins and more just general white people. But, <laughs> hey, you know, but no, I really like the shot of Arthur vowing revenge and being like, somebody took something from me and they're going to pay. But it's from behind the chair. It's a really nice shot. Oh, just, it's very good. Yeah. Well, and his hair is all a little bit wild and it's... It is. Oh, God. Very, very footloose. Hey! It's very like if he danced in a warehouse. Not not his character from Footloose, but if he had gone through a warehouse dance punching like Kevin Bacon did, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what his hair would look like. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Cliffhanger with Sylvester Stallone. Do you remember Cliffhanger? Cliff, Cliff Man? No. Okay. Well, he was a villain in that. Oh. That doesn't work. We should watch it. Jonah attempts to get his mom to flee when she says... We live in fear. And Jonah responds, we already do, huh? (laughs) But it doesn't work. So we cut to Deb, who meets up with Captain Matthews and confirms her Moser musings. But then she gets called away by Quinn. A couple things about the scene. This feels a tiny bit like we built his fucking office. You're going to use it again. Yeah, right? Like a little bit like, we got to find another reason. We built the set. It looks good. Before we tear it down, can we get one more scene? Just one more scene. And let's really try to show off that Toy Story wallpaper that we got. Exactly. (laughs) Drink every time. And this is for the whole show. I think we may have mentioned this before. But just in case, drink every time they pull out their phones and they have a big fat unrealistic message on their phone in giant white font. <laughs> you know, just, just drink every time it's like, and it's like, ignore. And you're like, yeah, I, I got it. Phones don't work that way. Maybe they did back <laughs> in the 1800s or whenever this was. <laughs> but no, this is really interesting because Matthews had all the pieces in front of him. We yeah. never saw him put them together, but he did. And it's fascinating to, I really like Matthews. He's yeah. a little bit of a racist at the beginning of season one, but honestly, since then, he's been a really good corporate guy. He's He puts just enough pressure under Miami Metro and LaGuerta to keep her going, but he keeps it running, and I really like the guy. I like him too. Well, and he, yeah, he can keep his secrets, and he can intervene when he needs to, Yeah, but he really, for the most part, kind of stays out of things and it feels like the majority of issues that he has not stayed out of i get every single one of them don't get married you pieces of shit anyway we'll get back to it oh my god so arthur normal googles dexter's address and uh all i could think of was from the muppets after he googles it Uh uh-huh and he's like maniacal laugh maniacal laugh (laughs) then we cut to like much later at rita's 
where Dexter getting arrested is like, that must remind Rita of Paul. Oh, yes. Firstly, I'd like to say that we have never picked each other up from prison. And live life more excitingly for me, please. Go get arrested. You want me to go get arrested? Yeah, not for a lot, but just enough. Just enough for me to go get you. So, so maybe not punch a cop level, but like... But take his gun. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, here's my thing. I do have a little bit of an issue with Dex comparing himself to Paul. Because, uh, what an absolutely preposterous notion to have taken a hold of you, Dexter. Well, hi, Paul. Well, hello there, May. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Because there is only one and only Paul. And these, these shenanigans, they ain't even on my level. You got arrested for punching a cop, Dexter? You got arrested for punching a cop? I got arrested for punching two cops. (laughs) You're nothing like me. I'm Paul fucking Bennett, the goat. (laughs) So in other words, he's gone. I'm sorry. He's back down to hell. (laughs) But for now, I'm just, it's nothing like Paul. So relax about it. Not even a little bit. And well, Rita thinks so as well. Let's get to that. Because Rita gives Dex the pep talk of a lifetime. Telling him all the things he needs to hear. Not that he's not human and emotionless, but is just complicated and she believes in him. Yes. Dex convinces Rita to fly to the Keys tomorrow and he'll meet her there. And Julie Benz deserves an Emmy for this. Like, she is just killing it. Oh, she like, is just delightful. Oh, this whole episode, even without knowing the ending, she's just, oh, she's good. She, oh, my God. And I am just so, oh, I'm so happy that they got their their last good night. Well, and they may have humped. Um, They absolutely humped. It's Rita. Well, we don't know where the kids are. They're still in their beds. Back <laughs> at the precinct, uh, Metro have realized someone planted in decoy stan Beaudry, and deb has a chat with scott scott uh, deb does a really great job connecting with scott and mm. gets him to draw the four walls build logo perfect sometime later we are at a four walls build with miami metro where they uncover a tiny little bag boy but the good oh. news is they can cross reference the builds to people and find the real quaternity Oh my god, they're fucking on it! They they just jumped a thousand levels. It's perfect! Oh my god, it's so, 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 so good. Well, meanwhile, mm-hmm. Arthur breaks into Dexter's apartment only to realize it's a fucking Deborah. <gasps> but I really like that it says a lot about Dexter and Deb that even after everything that happened last season with the secret apartment, yeah. Dexter still kept it in his name. I know! And then just gave it to Deb. Like, it's just the most, like, oh, of course you did, of course. Of course. Also, I just love, (laughs) as soon as he walks in, Dexter Morgan, again, only using the full name, Mm -hmm. Dexter Morgan, you're a little piggy. Yeah, and you can hear (laughs) Deb like, fuck you. I know, (laughs) The next morning, Dex and Rita send Cody and Aster with Paul's parents, who I can only assume are called Polly and Paula. Yes! Hey, it's good to see you, my grandkids. Also, that gets me to a point, and bear with me here. How certain are we that Paul is really dead? He got stabbed in prison, but we never saw a body. I don't remember if we saw him at his wake. No, it was a closed casket. Oh, well, then we definitely didn't see a body. Look, maybe he is pulling a Mrs. Doubtfire, and he is one or both of the parents right now. And he has oh the thing, and he's God. like, whoa, I, I'm, I can't wait to get to Disneyland. I know my son, Paul, he really wanted to take you to Disneyland. <laughs> oh my God. And it's like a whole Mrs. Doubtfire situation. And his kids are like, who are you? And he's like, just connect with me. <laughs> and is that why they've been gone for so long? Is because Paul was just... Yeah. Like, doing all of this makeup and practicing his Paul Love yeah, voice. Yeah, he, he had to find Harvey Feirstein <laughs> to get his makeover and be like, Honey, no one's going to believe you, not even Rita. And he's like, I need more. 
And he does that whole fun montage that Robin Williams has in Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh-huh, when he's uh-huh. playing all the different characters. You oh, know, like Lord. that one part in every Robin Williams movie. Right. <laughs> but yeah, also, he's like... Disney World. Disney World. Sorry, Disney World. They're in Florida. Yeah. We're in the west of yeah. the U.S. Mm-hmm. They are in the east. Yeah. Look, maybe he is pulling a Mrs. Doubtfire on one or both of his parents. Yeah. And you could have that moment with him where he's like, you know your father's wicked proud of you, right, Coda? <laughs> right, Coda? Dex sends Rita off in a cab to the airport, uh, and she's gone, which is good. Oh, and it's a very sweet send-off, too. It is. Dex rushes over to the Mitchells' house looking for Arthur, who took everything of value. Oh, my God. Dex internally promises to return Arthur's money to them when Dex notices a SWAT team making their approach. Holy shit, yeah, he hears helicopters overhead. Yes. Oh my god, the timing of this. I legitimately forgot that he was in the house Mm -hmm. when the cops came in. Yes. It gave me such anxiety, guys. (laughs) Oh my god. Good. Well... Dex hides in the coffin, which is a brilliant move if, and I cannot emphasize that enough, if Dex hid from the police during the first few sweeps and only then did he pop out of the coffin. Because what it looks like is that he ran into the garage, got into the coffin, waited five seconds, got right out before the cops came to do the sweep, and the cop was like, who are you? And he's like, oh, forensics. So either he didn't need to get it into the coffin, uh-huh. or he needed to get it into the coffin to buy himself some time. Yeah. And we just didn't see it. But, which I'm sure is what happened. I'm sure that's what happened, but it looked like... It looked like... He just ran into the coffin. Got in, got out, and got was like, out. I'm here! Well, anyway. Oh my god, the timing of all of it. Dex pops out of the least interesting looking coffin in the universe <laughs> to have the garage door open... Only to see Deb and Batista with flak jackets. Holy just immediately shit! There. And to Dexter's credit, he immediately distracts him with, look at that coffin, isn't that weird? Look, that's where a hammer would go. That one that we all know that I know is there? Yeah. It could go there. <laughs> yeah, so Batista starts doing his whole thing. He's in charge. And Deb is acting a little weird towards Dex. Definitely. But then Quinn finally falls down from the sky. <laughs> And tells Dex, next time, it'll be him blown away by a giant gust of wind. Ooh, that's right. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. (laughs) That's right. Next time, it'll be Dexter's butt on the butt. Yeah. 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 Dex watches the Mitchell family in sadness and shambles and imagines if it was his family. And he's like, what if this was my family? So then the camera's like, maybe it could be. And we see that for a moment. And Ghost Harry is like, he tells Dex that this is inevitable for his family. Oh. Inevitable. Well, then immediately, Deb comes over and tells Dex what she knows about her Moser musings. Ooh! Dex immediately thinks she knows everything, but she doesn't. And then Dex reassures her, saying, You see? Do you remember season one? That was all my fault. Oh, shit. Brian was probably just after me. Then when he does his, you'd be better off without me speech. Fuck you. Deb tells Dex um, how great he has been for her and how he is the one constant good thing in her life and to shut the fuck up. Oh, and it's beautiful. He then puts two and two together and realizes that probably between Deb, Rita, and probably Cody, he and his family are very different from Trinity and and Trinity's family. Like, they're all just night and day different. Insanely different. Yeah. Yeah, that, like, Dexter makes a positive impact on the family. Yeah. Dex gets up and sees Arthur's windshield and realizes he escaped in the Mustang. <gasps> oh, my God, the car that's missing from the garage. That's yes. the one. Yep, from the car house. That's right. <laughs> we cut to Arthur getting the Mustang from the shop with a new paint job. And he rides towards the sunset scot-free. Do you get it? Because he kidnapped a child by that name. (laughs) Oh, look at you. (laughs) Back at the precinct, the FBI shows up to take over the investigation, very South Park style, of like, this is our investigation. Not anymore, it's not. Oh, yeah, that's a good episode. (laughs) Just a lot of, not anymore, it isn't. 
That's right. We're playing FBI. This is our case now. Exactly. I do kind of wish they brought Mike from Breaking Bad back. <gasps> yes. I, I think that the Deb line of, well, your retrospect cost a man his life line could have landed better if maybe it was back at Dee Dee Adams. Yes. Because Fully yeah. agree. Fully, fully, Just fully agree. It doesn't matter. We're fine with his random Doug or whatever he is. But, yeah. You know, that would have been fun. And Deb watches as they pack up, and she did it. She had a hell of a season, a lot of ups and downs. Remember, she started this season with Anton. Wow. That feels like ages ago. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when we went to Oa? Because he's a Green Lantern. Anyway. Sometime later, Arthur is driving late at night when he has car problems and pulls over. Dex, as it turns out, stole his oil cap and chokes him out after a hello Arthur Mitchell. We cut to Trinity's kill room where he's all wrapped and ready to go. And I love so much down to my heart and my soul. Dexter's ta-da with the blood slide. (laughs) Oh my God, I fucking love it. It's perfect. Well, they start trading barbs when Dex tells Trinity that he took everything from his own family. He took their futures, their dignity, their hope. And then Dex drops the Christine bomb which yeah. I was kind of expecting to see a little remorse, but uh, Trinity just says, ah, she was weak, which is not great. No. No, I mean, he does have an initial reaction mm-hmm. of, what? No! And then, yeah. Fuck her! <laughs> yeah. Well, Dex asks if Trinity ever tried to stop, to which Trinity's like, yeah, I pray. And Dex is like, that's not trying, that's waiting to be stopped. To which Arthur says, well, it worked, didn't it? Which is a hell of a point. Hell of a point. shit. That's a, oof. Yep. Uh, Dex asks what the answer is. What, what, how do we do this then? Do, does he leave, disappear, fake his own death? And Trinity's like, no, because you'll still be you. There's no point in doing that. Yeah. Dex talks about his family and how he is actually good for them. To which Arthur responds, you are like a child. Dreaming of a heaven you will never see. Oh my god, I fucking love that line. I love it so much, especially seeing Arthur's whole arc and seeing how much of a a child he he still is deep down inside. Like that's why he holds on to all of this trauma is because he has been acting like a child. And for him to just completely turn that around and just, no, you are the one that is hoping for unrealistic expectations. Yeah. Dex, it's beautiful. I completely agree. Dex says nothing is inevitable, to which Trinity is all, this is pretty fucking inevitable, giving us our second Thanos callback. Oh, yeah. He's like, no, this is it. You can you can chalk it up to God's plan. You can chalk it up to fate, which Dex does at the end of the, this, the episode. Right. But yeah, there is something about Trinity. One, we, we had talked earlier about his relationship with Christine being a bit more like Nebula in Thanos. And now yeah. you can kind of see him being like, well, it's inevitable. It's already over. Dex puts on Arthur's creepy little song and grabs his creepy little hammer. And so ends the reign of Quaternity serial killer yay he did it finally however there was one thing i did notice about his death that really got to me when dex raises the hammer turns it oh john lithgow smiles into it yeah he like smiles and is like here we go and kind of lifts his head for it and that is fucking dark and bizarre and weird and i love it I love that he's just ready to accept it. Yeah, like that's the fucking, (laughs) no pun intended, that's the fucking nail in the coffin of just this guy is the creepiest, the scariest that Mm -hmm. we have seen so far that he literally leans into his own death. He has a lot of conviction. Dex romantically wonders later, uh, while he's on his boat, if Rita is looking at the same moon as he disposes body parts and... We get a some sort of flash memory or potential memory because it's Harrison is less than a year old, right? 
Correct. Okay, so this is a this is a JD from Scrubs. Uh, yes. I want this is how I want things to be. Exactly. Um, of Dex and the fam celebrating Harrison's first birthday, and then Dex arrives home ready for his honeymoon. And this might be too late, or may not be the right moment to bring this up at all. But what do you think of the pictures set up in their house? The two down, four across, eight pictures that are just—they oh, look just... like the equivalent of someone on set being how many family memories can we get into one camera shot? And they're like, just put them all together, like artistically. Nope, just in a row, just just two down, four across. Point yeah. is, they have <laughs> terrible picture people. <laughs> but hey, no multiple Cody's on that wall. So hey, there we go. That's progress. progress. Much progress. And no pedophile photos. Yay, there we go. <laughs> Real step up for these guys. Oh, dear. <laughs> Dex says the line, which I really like, life doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be lived. When he sees he got a voicemail from Rita saying she returned because she forgot her ID. And I really like how she's all, I know you're not into romantic moon watching. But romantic moon fact, and Dex is all, I, I was just thinking romantically about the moon. It was. It's sweet. Well, Dex calls her back, but her cell is still at the house, and we hear Harrison crying, and Dex finds him bathed in blood and Rita dead in the bathtub. He checks her pulse, closes her eyes, picks up Harrison and walks out saying, it doesn't matter what I do or what I choose. I'm what's wrong. This is fate. Oh, my God. And, and that's, that's, that's how it fucking ends. That's the episode. We did it. Holy shit. Yes. What a fucking ending. Okay, before we really dive into this, mm-hmm. I want to tell you guys a funny story. Okay. The first time that I watched this ending, I did not believe it. That is true. <laughs> John was practically watching me, watching the ending scene, mm-hmm. and he was expecting, you know, a big reaction. You guys know me. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big reactor. I love gasping and, oh, nothing. I was, he was getting nothing from me. And I turned to him after it ended, and I, and I asked, so was that like a, a, a daydream or like what happened there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only way John could actually get me to believe that 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 Rita was actually dead was he showed me a trailer for season five. Yes. Well, I, I loved that time because one of my favorite memories was watching this with you during your first time. I hadn't noticed it at the time, but you knew when something was going to happen. Yeah. Because I would stop playing whatever game or whatever I was doing and I'd pause and I would yeah. watch and you're like, oh, something's happening now. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how shocked you were that you didn't believe it. No, I refused to believe that Rita was dead. And and it is still maybe one of the most shocking TV moments I've ever witnessed. Yeah. Especially because it, it, it really, it got everybody, but it didn't do it by cheating. It didn't do it by uh, uh, trying to trick you. No. It was all there. It was all there for you. And no, it was, it's one of the, the, the mo- more brilliantly written moments of TV. It's, oh, it's so good. And especially when you have a character that was there from the very beginning mm-hmm. and such an essential part of Dexter, yes. of just who he is as a person and what his life is, but then also just the show in general. We mentioned, I think, in the last episode mm-hmm. that, yeah, Rita has really taken a backseat in this season. Sure. Because there's just so much else going on. But when she did pop up to say hi, she was perfect. Oh. Again, the uh, when she's driving Dexter to work with the come 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 chameleon. Yeah, exactly. She's fucking, oh, perfect. She's an angel. Yes. And now she is singing with the other angels in heaven. Or hell, she might have been reunited with Paul. No. Oh my God! Guess who it is? Oh no! Welcome. Let me show you my place. Oh my it's God! Pretty cool. You could stay with me if you want. We could get like a hell marriage if you want. No, I refuse, Paul. I don't know. We'll see. Paul's pretty charming. But no. <laughs> yes, Rita has been such a focal point and such a such an important part that 
there is that part of me that is, of course, mourning her. But I think that there are two people who watched this finale. Mm. There's the people who go, wow, that was great. I'm I'm full. And there are the people who, like us, who are like, that was good. What happens next? Like, yeah. I, I, I don't, I want to know what. Yes. What happens? I don't care if it's good or bad. I just want to see what, what happens. Seriously, we have had four full seasons of Dexter with Rita. Yes. So who the fuck is Dexter without Rita? Exactly. Um, okay. I have a very big question for you. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is this timeline? Because we fucking see so, Arthur drive away and into the sunset after he picks up the car. Mm-hmm. And then the next time we see Arthur, it's already dark. I don't see what's all that confusing. Well, where was Dexter? Like, after the, the crime scene at the Mitchells. Who says it was after that? Maybe it was during. Because Rita would have gone to the airport, realized she didn't have her ID, and come home. That's not all. She wouldn't have been home for hours. So I think it was, yeah, during the SWAT team. Honestly, I think it was when Dexter was preoccupied. Arthur wasn't there. He already Googled and then was corrected uh, about Dexter's address. Right. So I think it was in the middle of the day when Rita came home. I mean, because again, how long would she she have been home? She would have come in, set Harrison down, set her purse down, go to get her ID. And then Trinity would have been waiting for her. There's there's, she wouldn't have stuck around. So, yeah, he was there. Like it was it was just unlucky that she came back her ID. Oh, God damn. It's just whew, heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. I went to IMDb for some trivia. Ooh, yay. And there wasn't any good ones. Oh, man. But my favorite one was this uh, very confusing piece of trivia. Ooh. Rita's death at the end of season four is credited to the Trinity Killer by the homicide team. However, Arthur Mitchell was with Dexter at the suggested time of her death leaving the only way Rita could have died was by suicide. And that's not true. That's not remotely true or anything. So Not even a little. What? Kudos to the person who posted that on IMDb. Because, yeah, that's ridiculous. But I do have some Emmy stuff if you'd like some Emmy stuff. I would, yes. So they were nominated for Outstanding Sound Mixing and Single Layer Picture Editing, Outstanding Drama, Best Leading Actor, and best casting drama. They didn't get any of those. But the ones that they did win this year was they won for Outstanding Director of a Drama for this episode. Oh, good. And then, of course, Outstanding Guest Actor in Lord Quad himself, yes. John Lithgow. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, well, that's that's good. That's good. I'm, I'm glad that it did get... <laughs> Some recognition. Of yeah, quite a bit of recognition. Well, I would say that this is easily everyone's first thought when it comes to Dexter. When it's the, what's your favorite season? Who's your favorite villain? What's your favorite thing? Do you like Dexter? Have you watched Dexter? It's always, yeah, season four, John Lithgow. So Yeah, Yeah, always. this has been amazing to watch with you, and I've, I've had so much fun with it. Yeah. However, although this episode is going on a little long, I do have some spoiler stuff to talk about. Oh, perfect! And that this is this is not just season four. No, this spoilers. is spoilers. Uh, this is series spoilers. Big time spoilers. Okay, well, perfect. Then then let's go ahead and cut off there. If you don't want any spoilers for the rest of the series, we definitely encourage you to hop off now. But thank you guys so much for listening and sticking with us all of this time. This season is- nine. Season nine. Thank you so much. If you would like to contact us, our email address is tilldeathdoeswatch at gmail.com. You can also find us on the socials. We'd love to chat with you. Um, But if you are going to be sticking around for some spoilers, Dexter's Secrets. Shut up about it. So, yeah, I have a couple things. Yes, let's go. Um, Well, this is not a real theory, but... What if season nine picks up after season four and they ignore the bad seasons? Oh my God. I Just like they do with the bad Terminator movies or the bad Michael Myers movies. They're just like, yeah, this one counts and this one counts, but not these ones count. And what if instead of Lumen and Travis Marshall and Isaac and discount Ryan Gosling from season eight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The brain surgeon. <laughs> um, 
yeah, what if he had left Rita after, and, like, what if he had left after Rita and Deb and LaGuerta were still alive? This is, of course, isn't true. This would piss people off and whatever. They would have started with this information. But I, this is the closest TV show to getting one of those kind of reboot sequels that felt like, maybe we just ignore Terminator 3, 4, 5, and 6. Yeah, that is fascinating. And I really like that because, especially in this whole episode, you have, Harry, the entire time, just saying, like, well, this is inevitable. Just get away from your family. Okay, see, that's interesting because the part that stood out to me like a big fucking sore thumb was Dex talking to Trinity about this and being like, so what's the answer then? Do I leave, disappear, fake my own death? And that is exactly what he did at the end of season eight. Yes, it is. To which Trinity responds, that wouldn't work. You'll still be you which makes sense now that we have season nine. Right. Now, we do know that the original ending for the show was Dexter reminiscing all of this while getting the lethal injection. Right. You look into the gallery of who's watching his execution, and it's all the people that he killed. Yes. Right? But Showtime saw this as some sort of cash cow, decided not to gut it and keep Michael C. Hall alive on purpose, which leaves them to their alternative, leave, disappear, and fake his own death. And it's a very bizarre line to have when that's exactly what you do. And that's kind of what people are mad at the show about. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's fascinating. Yeah. Oh, I really like that. Also, another thing to keep in mind is that Dexter completely changed from seasons one through four from five through eight because they changed showrunners. Yes. And we have all seen, I'm sure, so many TV shows that the showrunner really matters in a way that I don't want to believe that it does. Yep. But it clearly does, given all the shows that changed. Office. Office, yep. I think that Smallville, when they changed, I do like what they did afterwards. Agreed. But But it is very different. Yes. One thing I really liked as well was that when Dex sends Rita off to the airport in a cab. Yeah. It starts off with him rushing up to be like, hey, I found Harrison's toy. Yeah. Because they almost forgot it. And it's great because she does forget stuff later, and that's what kills her, is that it's a really nice, they were in a hurry, Dex was trying to rush him out. Yeah. He didn't give, and maybe that's the other thing. If Dex had calmed down and not rushed her out, maybe that would have been enough. Maybe that would have saved her life. But I love that just little bit of, uh, oop, she's forgetful. You know, oh, or just they're in a rush or maybe it's both. And it's oh, that's ah. well, OK. So here's my last question. I think they really messed up with the ghost dynamic. I fucking love Ghost Harry with all my heart. And they should have kept Julie Benz for all of season five. Oh, and have her as the ghost. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> whether it was Lumen, whether it was whether and whether he's trying to help her or whether they're getting romantic it would have been phenomenal to have just a just an annoyed julie benz oh my being like God. so this is what you were doing instead of spending time with your family and he's just like stop it stop it you know oh my god well and i mean that's we we've mentioned it before in one of our spoiler mm-hmm. sections that that's like all we want from season nine is ghosts is- we would just want an army of ghosts. So, okay, well then here's my question. Is Julie Benz, do we know if she's coming back? I would, oh, we don't know. And I would argue that she isn't. And if she is, it's not something we would know about. Sure. I think that they do have a few people up their sleeves. I would be very surprised. It would have to be a sh- like a movie or TV show commitment to keep dokes Ooh. away but i and they even brought dokes back in season seven that's right eight. eight it was Se- eight was it seven yeah i seven? think it was i think it was seven because it was right before he killed uh deb killed la Guerta. oh that very very good very but good. yeah i i would be surprised if he doesn't come back yeah we don't have confirmation on james ramar but i'm sure yeah. that there's and we've talked about this i don't know how much i want tied to season eight you know do you want this to be a season two where it more or less picks up directly after season one or do you want this to be a season three or six where they're like well kind of doing our own thing here we, we've right. kind of stopped with that and i went i had a great summer and now let's miguel prado slash travis marshall like it's just a new thing yeah yeah it's... yeah i'm not sure where i sit on that either but 
Oh, man. I it's want so all t- the ghosts. I just want so many ghosts. You don't really have to look back all that much. Yes. Like, all you need is that he's a serial killer and he's he's living a new life, but his past is haunting him. Sure. That's all you need? Yes. But you can still have all of the ghosts, and that's all I want. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I just I just wanted Julie Bent's ghost. <laughs> I really do think that there are going to be some... Talked to some of our friends about it who liked Dexter at the time, and they're very apprehensive with the show. Yeah. I do not think that they would do this lightly. No. I, I do trust the show. I'm not saying that I'm going to like what they do, but all it really takes is a good execution and all like anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Well, and we've mentioned it before, but Michael C. Hall is very picky. Yes. And, and what sold him was the script. Exactly. And, if, and you know what? That's that's all I need, really. I, yeah, I just want to be open to the season in a way that isn't, you're just rejecting it because it's different or new. If Taika Waititi comes in ah. and he is dressed as Hitler, <laughs> and he's Dexter's imaginary ghost friend for yes. this whole season, I'll <gasps> be on board as long as they execute it correctly. I really don't care what anybody does in any TV show as long as they execute it correctly. Yes. So. Oh, I'm excited for season five. I'm excited for season six, seven, eight, nine. Dude, fuck yes. We are going to have so much fucking fun. Yeah. So, oh my God, especially if, you know, maybe you have watched, you know, a good deal of the show. Mm -hmm. Maybe you are one of those ones that stopped watching after four. Wouldn't it be fun to revisit the train wreck that was Dexter's five through eight? Yes. And I mean, this is just, it is really fun. Fascinating, because it's certainly not all bad. No, There's a of lot of really good here. I don't think that um, a lot of it excels past the heights of previous seasons, and I think that yes. that's something that people don't, uh, people take maybe a little harshly. I agree. You know, I think the number one killer of any sort of enjoyment... Is heart disease. Number two... <laughs> number two is your own expectations. Yes. We've done a lot to make sure that... We can see what the writers or directors are going for, regardless yes. of what we wanted, regardless of what we theorized, regardless of what we think should have happened. Yeah. I always want to give them a, a, a chance before you, you really shit on it. I agree. And yes. then sometimes you get Rise of Skywalker where you're yeah. like, I really tried, but you're awful. Doesn't I tried matter. to give you the benefit of the doubt, but yes. Watch I... the Bad Batch. Continue. Oh, yes, I agree. Yes, I fully agree. And, and and I think when we were first going through the series, this last half of the series, mm-hmm. our expectations weren't exactly met all no, of because, the time. No, I only, I didn't want it to change. I wanted every season to be Dexter trying blank. Yeah, like these first four exactly. seasons. Exactly, and I yeah. just wanted him trying more things, more friends, more family, more relationships, and they're not working where maybe they are, but... Just, yeah, more human relatable moments like that. Yeah. And you definitely still get them. Of course. All through the rest of the series. Of course you do. It's Dexter. I do think that I really like season five with the exception of the Deb LaGuerta terrible B storyline with those guys that cut off heads. Oh, yeah. Like that Deb, one. Oh, I forget yeah, about Deb that Deb gets one. blamed for a shooting. It's really bad. But other than that, I really like Lumen and I like the Barrel Girls regardless of that terrible moniker. Yes. Oh, I do too. I love it. I love it so much. We'll talk more about this as we get to it. But season six, we binged in a day. Yes, so we did. a lot of people's problems about it being obvious that Travis Marshall, his his Edward James almost was fake. Yeah. We, we, I mean, it would, sure, but we watched it in a matter of eight hours or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, and we didn't mind it so much. We, yeah. We, we did kind of guess it that, was I there, think. Yeah, but we were on the ride and we didn't have a lot of time to theorize. But I can understand how upsetting that would be if you watched it. Season seven is three quarters really good because of Isaac. Yes. Ooh, yes. And then eight is, eight is fun because it's just them throwing everything at the at the board. It's kind of like The Office season nine. They're just throwing yeah. every last thought they have. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of fun. There's, there's something kind of fun. It, if you can accept that this isn't the same show, it's a blast. Yeah. If you like Quinn, get <gasps> ready because he gets a lot of screen time for no reason. Oh, he gets lots of screen time. Yeah. We're going to get lots of Joey Quinn. And at one point, Batista gets a full beard. 
You remember <gasps> that? Uh, I forgot about that. <gasps> Do you remember Batista restaurant th- owner? That's what I was about to, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. He, he, he retires, gets a restaurant, LaGuerta dies, and he's like, yeah, I guess I'll come back. Yeah, that's right. But I'm excited and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be so much fun. Oh my God. You want to wrap us up? I I would love to. Wow. Thank you guys so much for sticking around and chatting with us. And we, oh, we're so excited to dive into season five. So catch us tomorrow as we dive into episode one of season five. Yeah, my my bad. Oh, my bad. It's called my bad. (laughs) is really nice because this is not a season five episode. This is a season four extended episode, and season five does not start until episode two. Yes. Five. So we get a kind of a sneak little bit more of season four. That's right. And oh, we, it's we, a good we, one. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, we, we got a little bit of a conclusion of everything that just happened. Sure. So yes, definitely catch us tomorrow as we go over episode one of season five. Yep. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and supporting. We really appreciate it. Woo. And that's it. We'll see you guys on the flippity flip. Venus. Oh, Venus. Have a knife day. <laughs> <laughs>